Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Brian Williams is a kindness ninja. As a fourth-degree black belt in martial arts, he flips, he kicks, and he inspires. Brian is on a mission to inspire crowds of kindness ninjas in schools across the country. His infectious energy and positivity have earned him national media exposure on MTV, USA Today, and MSNBC. Today, we get to talk to him on the Kindness Podcast. Brian, you are a mover and a shaker with a team that goes into schools, a podcast, a children's book, but this all stems out of your brand, Think Kindness. How did Think Kindness start? Let's go back to the roots. The roots. Okay. Um, the roots started, I, I, I had a martial arts school in Southern California, and I, I ran that, and, and one of the main lessons that I taught a lot of my martial arts students, which was the same lesson I received when I grew up in martial arts, is that kindness was the ultimate form of self-defense. That if you're really nice to people, um, you should and nice and kind to them, then you should never have to use your martial arts. Um, mm. Then my dad got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And so I had a, a heart-to-heart conversation with my old martial arts instructor. And he just made the statement like, what would it be like if you could show the world a million random acts of kindness? What would the impact be? And we continued on with our conversation. And at the end, I started to really think about this. Like, what if I could document a million acts of kindness? How would I do it? And I moved back home and I have nine school teachers in my family. And so I was brainstorming with my mom and I go, well, what if I go into a school and I challenged them to document 5,000 acts of kindness. And rather than just talk about being kind, actually call them to action. Let them test drive changing someone's life for the better. And so we did one elementary school assembly. Then that went to two, to three, to four. And then it's just started growing organically from there. Kids can be a really tough audience. How do you get them to buy into this as a way of life? So that is a tough, that's our, that's our biggest battle is, is we have to find a creative way to make kindness cool, um, to make it fun, to make them want to choose kindness every single day. And so the way that we go about doing that is rather than me just coming in and lecturing them, you should be nice to each other. This is why it's important. Um, instead, we, we kind of embrace what children already love. And so they love competition. They love uh, being sneaky. They love... Um, <laughs> and, and, and so we kind of put all that into one. And so what we do is we we challenge them, school versus school, who can make the biggest difference in the world? Who can document the most acts of kindness? We find their rival. If they have classroom rivals, we go, can fifth grade beat fourth grade or can eighth grade beat seventh grade? Then what we do is we also came up with a theme to be a kindness ninja, and that's to do acts of kindness ninja style, which is without getting caught and without seeking recognition. And this allows students to kind of become the superhero of their dreams, and rather than just pretend, they could actually go and do stuff. They get to sneak around, but then they do acts of kindness for other people, and so that instantly makes it fun. And the best part is, is they're all anonymous. So students around the school start noticing posters, signs, post-it notes of all these anonymous random acts of kindness. And what happens is that just creates a bigger ripple of kindness throughout the school. Because everybody wants to try it? Because everyone wants to try it, but it also gives everyone permission to do the same. And what we uh-huh. also noticed is that you know schools 
every every student in the school knows the student that's isolated, eats lunch alone, is picked on, but yet they might be embarrassed because it's outside of their social norm, outside of their clique, to do something really nice and kind for that student. And so now they can do something really nice and kind for them under the anonymity of a kindness ninja. I love that. I love that. It's the it's the reversal of of bullying. Yes. Yeah. And and it's also highlighting the fact that these are selfless, meaning, you know, you're not doing something kind for someone be like, "Hey, check out what I did. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me." It's no ninjas don't get ninjas don't brag, you know, so you have to be sneaky and mm. and to to pull it off. Okay, so then you know, you can hire a motivational speaker to go into a school and, and talk for an hour and, and, you know, give everybody revved up about kindness and you could tell them all about how to be a kindness ninja. But then the next day they come to school and um, they have totally forgotten that you were there the day before, <laughs> right? I mean, how, yeah, how, how yeah. do we make that? How do, how do you get the continuity there? To keep going. So yeah. every day uh, we have an audio announcement that goes over the loudspeaker. And so it's it's me or whoever their speaker was goes over the loudspeaker like, good morning, everybody. Today's kindness challenge for the day is, and then we come up with a creative kindness challenge for the day. Um, and usually everyone, every kindness challenge of the day centers around a specific life skill. So whether it's courage, empathy, forgiveness, family, friends, um, you know, being kind to yourself. What are things that you should focus on yourself? What are, you know, from eating healthy and staying fit or, you know, just thinking positive thoughts. Um, and so every day has a kindness focus. Then halfway through their 15 day challenge, we email a video to their school. And so all the teachers play this video that's us saying, all right, you're halfway done. You know, just like, you know, it's an extra boost to keep that momentum going. So your goal was to reach a million acts of kindness. How far along are you in that? Oh, we've we've hit it. Uh, we've surpassed it. So Woo! yeah, and um, so I, you know, we stopped counting. We stopped at like one point three million, and um, and so that was we started in two thousand nine, and so now we're hitting you know ninety thousand students a year. You know seventy to 80 plus schools every single year across the country. And not now it's not just doing acts of kindness. Is we also do a lot of work in Africa. So a lot of the students also collect shoes. And so each one of those counts as an act of kindness as well. And so just within the shoes, we've, we've collected almost 400,000 pairs of shoes. So this idea of this global vision of kindness, does that play into the school assemblies and, and, and things that you do with that? Yes, yes. And so um, that started just within a high school. So going back to my original challenge that you, you kind of highlighted is like, how do you, how do you get, make kindness cool? How do you make it fun? How do you get kids' attention? Well, how do you do it in a high school or a middle school? Mm-hmm. If, I, if I ask a high school, be like, hey, guys, we're going to document acts of kindness. They're going to be like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, and they're smart enough to cheat the system. Be like, what? All right, here's 10. Here you go. You know? right. and, and so we needed to think of something cooler than that. And so that's when the very first high school that we ever did came up with the idea of doing something that was visual and kind of setting a really big audacious goal. And one student rose her hand and said, let's collect shoes. I go, great, let's do it. And this was back in 2009. And we set a goal to do 5,000 shoes, keeping that theme the same in two weeks. And the school had uh, 
400 students and then another school partnered up that had 900 students. So we had 1,300 students. And the media posted it um, the next day saying, you know, high schoolers think they can collect 5,000 shoes. Well, the word think that was in that headline really, <laughs> you know, lit fire under everyone's butts. You know, they're like, wait a minute, wait, you think we can do this? And it kind of resonated back to my speech as I said, look, there's a lot of adults that think high schoolers, all you do is, you know, play your music too loud, you drive too fast, and you hashtag everything, you know. But let's, if we all work together, we can do big things. And, um, but we have to do it together in solidarity. And so within that 15 days, we cut 8,000 pairs of shoes. And then when we were sorting the shoes, one of the students made the comment, like, how cool would it be if we could actually be the people to take these to Africa? And I'm like, let's do it. And so then that was our first trip to Africa. And so um, what we found out was that there's a lot of children overseas that are denied the right to attend school because they don't have shoes. And it's much more than just a gift of shoes. It's a gift of an education. And... So then we we filmed some, uh, took a lot of pictures and, and, and recorded a lot of the video of the impact. And now what we do is we use those stories um, from that original trip to kind of pop the bubble within a lot of high school students is to make them realize that, you know, yes, you have problems, but if we put them in perspective, you can still make a massive difference in lives around the world. And so now we do global trips to Africa where we take high school students every single year. You know, I've gone over there now 14 times. We had three high school trips just this last, this school year alone, um, where high school students went over and stayed, lived in the orphanage for two weeks, you know, brought shoes, school supplies, and all that stuff. They've got to come back changed. Do you see that? Do you see it in their eyes? on the plane ride home versus the plane ride there? Yes, yeah. And even within their parents, um, getting the testimonials from their parents has been, it's its amazing. Um, you know, we've had kids that have been pretty straightforward, cocky with their parents. Like, you know, one of the parents said, look, the, the her son said, you know, mom, if you think this trip is going to change me, it's not. <laughs> and he goes, I'll go, but don't think I'm going to come back changed or different. And he came back and she's like, he puts his little sister to bed. He does his dishes. He says, thank you. She's like, he's different. And, uh, and he admits it. Be like, yeah, it's, it was eye opening. Uh, we had another student that um, came back, decided to, you know, start a little business in his college to make soap. And all the proceeds would go to provide soap for the kids in the orphanage. Well, now that, idea has blossomed and now he's in a bunch of whole food locations he's given out over a million bars of soap to not just kenya but into ghana uganda rwanda tanzania all over the place and it just sparked from one one trip to africa oh, i get chills over the ripple effect of this whole thing that all started way back when with a martial arts instructor saying what if you know what if you could do this Woo, that's pretty cool um so going back to that original Kindness was the ultimate form of self-defense thought that you had. Sometimes I feel like self-defense feels like if somebody comes at me and, um, you know, and, and they are bullying me, well, then I'll, I can act out in kindness. I can, you know, I can hold the door for someone. But um, I've just kind of found in my own life that the, the life that is transformed with kindness isn't somebody else's. It's not somebody who I've done something for, the life that's transformed with kindness is my own. And, you know, it, it feels, it almost feels 
uh, like a great form of self-defense and also a great um, offensive tool to use in a world that seems kind of dark. You know, that's that's a huge point. Um, you know, not only if if someone does something, you know, negative to you, you act you're as it's in human nature to respond in 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 kind back. And meaning that if they're if they're negative to you, it's in human nature for you to be negative to them. Um and it's tough to say like, okay, what if I do something really nice back to that person? Um and it's really hard to be mean to someone that's nice all the time. Um, and But taking it back and looking at yourself, it also gives you this kind of this self-defense or you could say offense at the same point to be prepared to go into the world that it shifts your perspective of, um, of reality. And in what I mean by that is if I asked you to go into a birthday party and tell me everything that was horrible about that birthday party, you'd come out with a laundry list. But if I tell you to go into the same birthday party and right before it, I told you to come out and tell me everything that was amazing about it, you'd also still come out with a laundry list of just different things. And it's the way that you look at um, scenarios and situations. And so there was actually a unique study done um, with uh, two professors. I believe it was either Stanford or Harvard. And the the article is actually on our site. Um, and it's if you just go to the search bar, it's called um, Scientific Impact of Kindness. And we just listed all the different scientific studies. And there was two, two scientists, um, a psychologist and a virologist, that studied the impact of kindness. And basically the conclusion was that kindness spreads quicker than a virus. And that if I do something nice and kind to you, it shifts your reality as the recipient, but it also shifts my reality as the, as the giver. And then it starts spreading relatively quickly, so quick that they, they, they couldn't measure it um, as fast as, as they wanted to. And then there was another study done that if you do um, two minutes of intentional acts of kindness a day or the equivalent of four intentional acts of kindness a day for 21 days, it'll shift your perception um, to, to start noticing more positive things around you every day. And so just by you going out and doing that and, the, and taking that down to what we do in schools is that's exactly what we're doing is if I go to an elementary school, I say, hey, I want you to document 5,000 acts of kindness from opening a door, picking up a pen, saying hello, making someone smile. No act of kindness is too small. What it does is by me documenting the fact that I open the door for somebody, now that student recognizes when someone opens the door for them because I'm asking them to shift their focus on kindness. And so, yes, you know, there's all, the world always will have some neg- negative negativity in it. But you can start to noticing the beautiful things around you. And so now students start noticing not just the acts of kindness that are happening to them, but they also notice the pos- or the opportunities to do something kind for somebody. They notice that one you know, elderly lady trying to make it into the bank and a child will run up and open the door because now they've shifted that. They're starting to pay attention to opportunities where they can carry out acts of kindness. And it just makes that in in and of itself changes the school culture. And that's what we found uh, by going into schools, by us never even mentioning the word bully. So it's 100% positive. 
schools have a 32% decrease in bully-related incidences. And we never even mention the word bully. We just say, be kind to each other. And that's just the impact of doing nice things for one another. So when you talk about that that kind of reality shift, the kind of the paradigm shift, what about the kids in Africa? Do you ever see them again? Do you, do you know that you know you've given them the gift of shoes? You know you've given them the gift of an education. Do you think that the kindness that has been given to them has rubbed off? Yes, um, we have. And so our philosophy is the work that we do in Africa is rather than dig a foot in a hundred spots, we'd rather, uh, you know, dig a mile. And so we're, we're, the communities that we go into, we're vested in. And, it, and now we do a lot more than just shoes. And so we, we distribute shoes. Now we've hit the point that we just, when we go into an orphanage, you know, we don't drop 10,000 shoes off because that's not, not logical. Um, what we do at distributions in the entire community. Um, but we also started a scholarship program. And so now we actually have students going um, that are graduating. We have two graduating this year, one with a law degree and another one with a, um, with a computer science degree. Uh, we were now do all the funding for the school program. So that's the adverse effect of donating shoes is that now if everyone has shoes, everyone's going to school. Well, now there's more kids in school, but the school can afford to get more teachers to educate the kids that are now coming mm-hmm. in. You know, there's this whole other flip side. And so mm-hmm. now we actually have funding to help subsidize the salaries of teachers overseas. Um, and then there's the other dark side on that if I drop off 10,000 pairs of shoes into a community, the guy selling shoes down the street goes out of business because mm-hmm. we just gave you know, everyone free pairs of shoes. And so now what we've done as well is we've started kind of a micro business. So now individuals can um, take the shoes and they take or they, they get them on credit and then they sell them in the markets. And then what ends up happening is the funds raised from that end up going back into the schools. And so that's where we kind of keep that the, those funds within their community um, to help grow and educate um, the children within their villages and area. Interesting. I would not have thought of the adverse effects that come from being kind and how it kind of you have to follow it all the way through a little bit. So uh, would you tell me, I know you have this Parenting Ninja podcast and a new children's book called Kindness Ninja, which I just ordered yesterday for my seven-year-old son. I'm super excited to have that um, time to read that with him. But did the, did your focus shift a little bit from other people's kids to your own kids after after having a child being a new dad or or where did this idea of the podcast for parents and the and the ninja book come from so where that came from is when we started talking with schools and doing all these programs in schools we I received two kind of consistent emails and requests. Um, number one, from the teacher side, teachers would say, we only have kids eight hours a day, meaning that we can do all this great stuff, but how can we keep this going at home? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was problem number one. Then, the, or, or I don't want to say problem, maybe an opportunity or request. The <laughs> other one that we were getting was from parents saying, hey, how can I raise my kid to be kinder to his little brother, little sister. And so then we, we created a, a free ebook, the 11 Fun and Creative Family Kindness Ideas, I think it's called, 
and that had several thousand downloads within the the first month that we that we launched it and so that's when we decided to 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 really go after and creating a kindness brand for kids to do at home outside of school and beings of the kindness ninja had something that that naturally attracted and got all the kids excited that's when I kind of went back to the drawing board, like, okay, I think we're onto something. How can we make this more fun? And so what we did is we came out with a children's book. And the children's book is basically, it has, uh, it follows around three kids that become kindness ninjas that do acts of kindness um, in their school and community, but no one knows who they are except for the mom. The mom knows their, their secret. And so it follows them doing acts of kindness for the school bullies, for a really grumpy neighbor, um, and all the adversity that comes with them trying to do something kind and it fails or it gets perceived in the wrong way. And so the, um, the idea with the book is that we can start coming out with different volume or, you know, you know, edition one and edition two um, to keep, you know, keep that, that storyline going. But then comes the the question is, um, or or the other response that we got from originally from the book was that students started or children started doing some of those acts of kindness, which is awesome. And then we decided to come out with a new product called Kindness Ninja Boxes. And I'll have to send you one so you can check it out. And the idea is that we actually mail a box to your door and the box comes with a note saying, and it's foil stamped, really cool looking, says you've been recruited to join an elite team of ninja warriors. In this box contains four kindness ninja missions for you to carry out to reach your first ninja rank. And then they open up the box and it has four kindness missions that they have to do um, and carry out. And they could and so one of them might be um, they we, we include a bunch of um, balloons that they write pop me on it and they have to stick a ninja note inside of it and put it around a park bench or something like that um they get kindness ninja postcards kindness ninja um note cards that they can send around um so it comes with a bunch of different ideas but then every box they complete also moves them up just like martial arts where you have belts and moves them up their quote-unquote ninja rank so once they complete nine boxes then they officially become a kindness ninja Wow, my kids are going to go crazy for that. Absolutely crazy. Well, I am crazy, Brian, for this kindness movement that you have um, really, really sparked. And um, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today and uh, wishing you the best of luck with Think Kindness. Yes, thank you so much. And thanks for all that you're doing as well. You can learn more about what it means to be a kindness ninja at thinkkindness.org. And be sure to check out Brian's new Parenting Ninja podcast at thinkkindness.org slash podcast. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It is produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or NPR One.